0: how every show begins that's horrifying absolutely horrifying i don't like that one bit ladies and gentlemen welcome back to kind of funnies: the conjuring universe universe cinematic universe in review that's right we are ranking and reviewing every movie in the conjuring cinematic universe as always i'm tim gettys joined by greg miller hello nick scarpino Ed james and elise willems
1: It's the promise of fear, very okay. much like. Oh, very okay. much. you, you, you okay. can
2: hear just the ambient speaker when noise. You, you hear know it; it's, about the, to it's, it's like you, sometimes
1: movies don't have to do scary right. things. They mm-hmm. can just promise that fear will come. I'm going to do
3: some foley. That's little tiny doll feet. Don't don't think <laughs> oh, it's that something does else. Don't sound else. We're being
0: honest.
3: That's little tiny doll feet pitter pattering across. The running the around.
0: Water. Okay, glad you clarified that. Ladies and gentlemen, you can watch this show on youtube.com slash kindoffunny every Thursday. We're doing Batman in review on Mondays. You can watch that live on twitch.tv slash Uh You can watch this uh, on brewsterteeth.com as well. You can also listen as a podcaster. Search your favorite podcast service for Funny reviews. We'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like Muhammad Muhammad and Al Tribesman did. We appreciate you. Both very much. Today we're talking about Annabelle, released on October third, twenty fourteen, directed by John Leometti, who was the cinematographer for Childs Play 3. He began his directorial career. Guys, strap in for this one. With we're Mortal definitely. Kombat Annihilation. Yes. Oh, nice. yes.
4: He's the guy we trust with this spin off series right here. <laughs> and
0: has gone on to direct the butterfly effect. Great okay. two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a switcheroo! Wow, <laughs> and uh, not much else. A budget of six point five million that was turned into two hundred and fifty-six million dollars in what the United fuck. States and Canada. Annabelle is the fourteenth highest-grossing horror/slash supernatural film. Why?
4: Why? Kind of <laughs> How? Like scary dolls, man. But like the- this doll's not even that scary. It doesn't. Yes, really it is.
1: No, this hold on. This movie is... How, do, how much do you want to dig into this? Yeah. Let him go,
2: everybody. Let him go. Nick wants no, you to go. Don't... Let him go. He's off the leash. Nick, I'll I... let you out of the dog pound. Daddy, go for it. I'll tell you
4: what. I was bored shitless during this movie. And I had so much trouble focusing on it that a scare would happen. And I'd be like, wait, what? And I'd have to roll it back to see whatever the stupid thing the doll would do. This movie... Is completely lacking in any sort of uh, a fun character story. It Appreciate. has no b plot whatsoever, and it's an hour and forty four minutes for no reason. It's, mm-hmm. If you're gonna just have a movie that's just one person being scared in a space, make it hour thirty max. In and out, we're done. The husband character, what a fucking Manila envelope. How many times has- can he leave? <laughs> what a fucking
2: asshole. He's a doctor character. All right, it's, do you understand how residencies work?
1: Hold on, it's the cuckoo guys. Everyone knows that in the cuckoo, husbands work and they can't be around all the time. It You're was right. a different That's, time. It was a different damn, time. It's a, different it's a good time. point. Mm. He
3: was like a broken Patrick Wilson clone.
1: Yeah, there he was. Yeah. You know, he was Will Patris, Pat, <laughs> Patrison.
0: Uh, Mia shouts Leah 89 times throughout the film, breaking How? the record of saying a character's name repeatedly in a movie. I appreciate I, Literally,
4: we got to the end of this movie and then no spoilers, but I was like, I hope the ghost gets her. I really <laughs> does. I'm done with this character. First off, like Nick, it's a this.
2: demon. You can watch the film. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just, just said I was so bored that. I barely you paid attention to to take the it. cuckoo seriously? That's what we need from you right now. Alright?
4: You know what, guys? From this point on, my solemn oath to you, I take the cuckoo seriously.
2: What I love about this movie, Nick, is that for as long as it is and (laughs) as as long as it goes on, how much did they cut out? Because the Evelyn character just makes no sense. I, and her sacrifice the that, at the end, oh, dude. there must have been 30 minutes of her character I, building, right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I feel like this movie couldn't afford to have anything on the cutting room floor. What they shot is in this movie.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, because <laughs> most know? of the shots are like handheld shots. and You're like, this doesn't yeah. work for the period this movie is supposed to be in, but whatever. Nah, Who cares about the period? Yeah. I
0: just, dude, I, the I, one thing I will say about this movie is that it is, is—it is. I think it's scarier than Conjuring in terms no. of just like, like jump no moments. Way. But, but that's only because it's all cheap. It's all just like here's a loud noise out of nowhere. Here's a flashy thing. Here's some stuff. Maybe it's just because I have a fucking theater right. and I'm like, that's probably I'm actually like, getting the intentness of it.
1: Two standout scary moments. And the second one, I'm having Hold a hard on, time Nick. remembering. Nick.
2: <laughs> Nick yes, hit Frank. the song.
4: Dun, 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 dun is it? Scary.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Ragu Cuckoo, the podcast within a podcast within a podcast. This is where we rank a whole bunch of different things in the Cuckoo, the Conjuring Cinematic Universe. Uh, One of the segments I want to introduce and we'll have to do from last week as well is uh, Best Scare. This, of course, is the Conjuring Cinematic Universe. It's horror movies. We need to go through what was the definitive jump scare of each one of the films we rank. For you right now, James, when you think of Annabelle, what is the one that jumps to mind
1: the one that jumps to mind is is her in the bedroom looking through the open doorway to the little girl and she's like what are you doing here and the little girl runs at the doorway as the door is kind of closing bursts through the doorway as a as a grown woman screaming and then comes running at her to me that was that's like that and then well, there's one other moment that i was like that was a that was a good moment it kind of had like it set up something and it was it was relevant it wasn't just a loud banging noise or whatever the priest, maybe the the other one yeah Now the other one the other one for me was just when the annabelle doll rises up and then just as a close-up and yep. the little, demon the yeah demon eye over behind
2: it and uh, it's scary
3: yeah like, i just feel me- like i had seen that in insidious already
2: so. Stop, we understand you like Insidious, all right? Stop mm-hmm. bringing it up every time. Cuckoo, the cuckoo. All right? all right? This is the cuckoo. For me, <laughs> the demon... I'll get to you one second, Nick. The reveal of the demon in the basement with the mm. when the thing rolls... The carriage rolls out and she gets the scratch from the arm. And you're like, that was weird. And then they show the demon standing at the end of the room waiting. That one mm-hmm. always makes my skin crawl, too. Whereas, mm-hmm. it's like... Granted, that then, of course immediately as always breaks it once you show the
0: monster totally there's the monster sure.
2: all right and now that's what the rest of the thing's going to be but that first yeah. reveal of him always gets me
0: but even that yeah. i liked that whole scene of the basement and with the elevator because it was just like I, I was scared with the character i feel like that's always like when i appreciate these movies the most and conjuring one had a lot of those moments as well with the when the door was kind of like open and there was the shadows and they're like there's something back there and you didn't know yeah, if yeah. it was or not like yeah. the scene just kind of played out and happened and i think that this scene did the same thing where it's like her kept hitting the buttons in the elevator and the doors closing and then opening it to the same place. It was like, mm. I was like terrified about that where it's just, I was so tense. Like my whatever abs that I have James, I'm sure that for you it was a lot more intense. Uh, but for me there was a lot, of, a lot of things going out going on down there, you know. Um, mm. But I think <laughs> a lot that, of
2: things going on down there for Tim when he's watching <laughs> there was this a lot, one. Man. Uh,
0: but the, the scene where the, the place is on fire and she gets kind of like pulled yeah, mm-hmm. back towards the fire. Yeah, that was intense, man. Like that was a yeah. moment where, I'm like, because you just you don't expect it. And it, again, this movie, every scare it has is always just because it's out of nowhere. Just ba, there's some shit and that goes on. It was just cheating.
1: That that pull is like the first time in the movie where something happens that it feels like Annabelle is is like directly responsible for it. Like everything else, there's so much at the. That's the biggest... My biggest problem I have with this movie is it's the first half. The first hour. Almost feels like it has nothing to do with... It doesn't build me towards stuff in the second half.
3: Nothing happens in the first hour. Most of the scary
1: things, like, Annabelle is just hanging out. Like... I guess she left the popcorn on too long, but that's not that scary. That's uh, something that she turns that...
2: on the sewing machine too. Don't forget.
1: Well, but, well, that's the, but the... even the sewing machine, there's like three sequences where she's just sewing, and and without Annabelle being involved at all, Mia is just not paying attention because she yeah. watches TV at the same time. And I'm like, that doesn't have anything to do with Annabelle. Annabelle's in the other room planning some scary traps. She's just exposing herself to the horror of sewing machines of the time.
4: Yeah, so. and to me, I think the sewing machine is a perfect example, right? To me, I think the, I think there there were some legitimate good moments in this that built tension. Number one, I think I like the stuff with like the Manson family clones at the beginning. That shot where she falls asleep and then the light behind her turns on and you see the family get murdered back there, and then she pops up as the light goes off. I thought yeah. that was well choreographed, and then just the terror of the husband going over there and like disappearing. And, and, and then her stuck in Home Alone, I thought that was really good blocking. So that, that kind of worked for me. And I was like, oh, okay, this movie's got me so far. I'm, I'm working on it. And then for 45 minutes, um, the only other scare that I got was when I paused it. And I was like, fuck, there's another hour left of this thing. How am I going to get Same. through this? Same. Because nothing the exactly happens. Thing. It's It's so much wasted screen time. They go mm-hmm. back to the damn sewing machine three times. Finally, by the time she does stab her hand, I'm like, ew. It should have been this moment it where, like, oh, something should have happened. But just like, ow, that looked like it hurt. It, well, there's
0: so much fine. lost yeah. time in this. They needed to just of, cut out all the fat. I liked the sewing machine thing. I like that it kind of happens when you're not expecting it. Because it's like it happens before, like, climaxes, right? Yeah.
1: But that's the thing about this movie for me is it feels like it builds tension for one movie. And then it resets halfway through. And then it starts building tension again for a new movie. Yeah. So, like, there's there's home and then there's apartment.
2: Yeah. And those feel like yeah. two
1: movies that are crammed side by side. Well, that
2: was my thing watching it, right? And not having seen it since I saw the first time when it probably came out or I don't even know years ago and now, but and also having watched everything for the Conjuring universe. I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember this one. All right, they this is the apartment." Yeah, and same. the movie's going same. in the front and I was and I was like, "All right, they leave after the murders and they came back to the house and I was like, Shit, am I thinking of Annabelle comes home? At what point? There's a couple that goes to an apartment, right? And somebody jumps out the window, and then it finally got there. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) I did the exact same thing. The scariest part for me
3: was how good a photographer that priest is.
4: Oh, he's (laughs) working in a serious portrait studio. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he probably gets a lot of practice on kids. Um, I love
3: how he's like nonchalantly like, check out this picture mm -hmm. I took of
4: you. That that character Mm -hmm. was interestingly underutilized. Um, yeah. I think the they, they really focused for that first like forty or minutes of this movie on whether or not he was going to get that job in Pasadena, and then he gets <laughs> the job, and then he just yeah. like a dad of the time fucking disappears, and I'm like, okay, yeah. this is going to be her story, but then they put the Claire, they put the this house is clean character just happens to live in the building. And I was like, that's a little too coincidental that there's just a random neighbor that knows everything about the occult and is willing to believe her. Mm -hmm. Like to me, the fun was going to be, she has to figure this stuff out for herself as she's being terrorized by this ghost and no one believes her. But then like, we just get a lot of random stuff that happens. And I'm like, I don't think any of these characters care about what's happening to this poor
0: woman. And what's weird about that too, is I feel like there's characters in this movie that are set up that feel like they were in other movies that we should have watched. Like the, the woman you're talking about, the, the bookstore woman, Alfred it's kind Warner of like Evelyn. Uh, oh. Evelyn I, was, I was like having a moment. I'm like, was she referenced in the first movie? Like, am I missing something? Because they're acting as if she's just like she's acting in a way that like we should know who she is. So and the priest is the same way to me.
1: That's yeah. the interesting thing about the cuckoo. When we actually watched it, we watched Annabelle after having seen Annabelle 2.
2: So, no future spoilers. Be careful. No future
1: spoilers. But it is interesting that you say that, Tim, because it does feel like they do that, but they didn't consider order of release. Like they had a plan. (laughs) They're like, we do want these things to feed into each other. We want things that are in certain movies to set up things that are in other movies, but it seems like they happen in the wrong order. And we can talk more about that when we get to Annabelle 2 and stuff. But it is really weird because it does feel like there are these characters that. Not necessarily the ones you think of, but that like pop in and are referenced well, in other movies, and you're like, "But why was that yeah, there? Like, why was it referenced it's there?" It's a
3: very tropish character, as we kind of met. You, uh, I think Tim, you mentioned, uh, or Nick, Nick was right. saying. Oh, and Nick. And I, th- I think that like Insidious three, maybe. <laughs> or I don't know Greg's gonna hate Greg, this. Greg, jump
2: in, please. Um, no, can... I've just been overruled. Fine, this is Insidious in review. Apparently, I didn't do <laughs> the one. Oh, I'm know?
3: just saying because they're from the. They're, they're both uh, Blumhouse, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah probably
3: uh insidious i think also has that same character it's it's like that old woman i think her name's elise too um like so two old elises um but uh she's kind of the exact same character which is this like she's in touch with the spirit world and it's it's such a tired character and in, in alfred woodard is is much better than that
4: um, yeah that was that was the that was the disappointing aspect of it yeah. as i was like I, she just is kind of there to just have that moment at the end, and it's unfortunately underutilized for her.
2: It's weird. What, and what that I find not fascinating, right? And, oh no, God, her death—totally not. Oh, God, her and, like, that was my favorite thing. I, I I was laughing about it again last night too, where she just she turns to like, "No, Mia, this is what my daughter wanted." I'm like, "Your daughter wanted you to give your soul to a demon." That yeah, that yeah, I don't think like so. I know. It, literally, I was like, it, "Don't do it." <laughs> don't get me wrong. I think as much as I love horror. Horror third acts are always so hard to land, right? It's so hard to nail that. But this one, and I'm not even like – I'm being very reductive. But it definitely builds in the way I remember writing stories in school. Where you write, 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 and then class is almost up, and you just be like, and then this happens, and there's a nuclear bomb, <laughs> and like that, and then uh, she throws herself out the window, and that solves everything. The baby but, reappears. Like, but
4: what? then the problem is, and I know, but then the problem is this, right? It's a, it's a it's such a waste of the moment for two different reasons. One, it's totally unsupported, and two, they don't even make a really big deal out of the fact that when they look back down again, like when they look back down the again, they see gone, her in yeah. the doll, and then we see a super wide shot of her and the doll's gone. But they should what they should, what they needed to do is have that moment of release where the character's like, Oh my god, the fucking demon's finally gone. We can live our normal life where I'm sure my husband will fucking cheat on me with what a nurse. It doesn't matter. <laughs> sure. And then have, look back down and then be faced with the horror that the fucking doll's not there. But instead we get a shot of them at church and they're like hope whoever finds the doll doesn't get totally. fucking terrorized yeah. by this thing. <laughs> so weird. Okay, let's go back to Sunday Mass. And you're like, what the, what yeah. the fuck directed this? It's just great. setting
0: up a it's sequel in a way that's like, I right, Like, no one would be excited for that sequel now, after this. Like, and not
4: only that, but they go, here's where Pete. Oh, by the way, just in case you forgot, here's where the doll currently is. And it's yeah. in a shot that we saw 15 times in the prior <laughs> movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah I by mean, the way, general, had nothing like, to do with the prior movie. It's yeah. so
2: fascinating to me. Uh, and again, like no future spoilers for the way Annabelle's story continues to evolve and change. But I hope she goes know, to college. I hope Annabelle goes to college. <laughs> Annabelle goes to college sociology. When Annabelle was done possessing people and wanted to get her medical, she degree. possessed herself. Yeah, in college.
0: <laughs> college, but <laughs> With no, knowledge. you figure.
2: The Conjuring and Annabelle start with the exact same scene, right? As if this is this giant foregone conclusion of how this universe is going to work. It's the three uh, nurses, right, sitting there talking about they found the doll. They did this thing, right? Which and is in scary, the Con- by the way.
4: It was scary T- in the first Totally.
2: Week. But in The Conjuring, like, they give more to it, and they invited in, and Patrick Wilson's like, what did you do? Oh, my God. Blah blah. blah. And he's like, oh, well, it, you know, it's not actually Annabella, right? It's, it, it's nothing. It's this demon or whatever. They cut it short in Annabelle's to try to totally patchwork this together in a way that makes sense of, like, okay, cool. Like, uh, we got the name. So the daughter's named Annabelle, but we said it wasn't possessed by her. But it's it wasn't possessed. Uh they they conjured a demon. And that mm-hmm. demon is that's what that's and the demon is using Annabelle because we know that Mia is scared of Annabelle. But why would we continue to call it Annabelle? The demon only knows one person. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. So you get this whole disjointed thing, and then at the Whoa. end, the Easter egg of it in this in the thrift shop is just to set up how the nurses got it. That's all that that's was there yeah, for, yeah. right? That yeah. was the most yeah.
4: annoying thing because I was like, oh, okay the main character in this movie is the grandma that somehow accidentally gave this to her nurse-grandchild. No. The promise of that original Mm -hmm. scene, which is the whole point of it, not the whole point of the movie, but one of the interesting aspects, I'm like, how the fuck did it wind up there? We've seen this now twice. Literally the same scene twice in two different movies. How did it get to the grandmother to get to that? Oh, okay, we're cutting back to the 40s. I'm trying to do it in my head. I'm like, okay, is the kid the mom then? Does that work out time-wise? I don't know when we're doing any of this. And then by the end of it, nope. It just... Walked away on its own and put itself on a shelf at a thrift shop for some totally random person to
0: find. Look at totally, this thing
2: that's just disgusting as hell. I'll buy this. It's I'll a classic. classic. <laughs> like, this thing has mange.
0: James <laughs> James nailed it. Where it's like for a movie called Annabelle, that's the sequel to The Conjuring, or you know what I mean, what a follow up yeah. to the successor to the The Conjuring. It it feels like Annabelle herself actually had more to do in The Conjuring. Like yeah. the scene where she's in the hallway and like is drawing like and knocking and all that stuff, yeah, it's yeah. like that was fucking scary, and like that had a lot of like, oh, this doll seems to be doing this stuff mm-hmm. in this movie, the scarier parts like the the little kids drawing the picture and like the multiple pictures, mm-hmm. that was really scary. But mm-hmm. it's a weird thing where it's like, that could be literally anything. Like, that doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's tied to this doll, yeah. you know?
4: Well, I think it yeah. comes down to the competency of the directors as well. I just think it's James Wan, right? He's the one that mm-hmm. did Conjuring. I just think he's so much better at mm-hmm. doing that tension and, and building those scenes and really understanding how they're going to uh, that set up and pay off. And, the, you know, the scene where the kids are in the room and her foot gets tugged, that – and then they come back to it, and then they come back to it, I think, a third time or something like that, and that's when it really gets fucking terrifying. That's perfectly set up. This movie never gets it, anywhere close yeah, to Yeah,
3: and I think opinion. the news just came out this week that they're doing a, f- a fourth Conjuring, but unfortunately Excellent. James Wan isn't coming to
4: do Ooh, the fourth one. That's because he's so, doing so, that he's 15 Aquaman man.
1: movie.
3: Some um,
1: I, the, this, this movie is a perfect example of why like sometimes a really seeded, good, like subtle thing can enhance something better but when you focus on it and you put that under a microscope it kind of starts to fall apart. So like Annabelle is this terrifying doll in the house of these people that do something else that's also scary. But it's like right. it's like it just add, it adds to them. Like it is the seasoning on the Warrens in sure. the first movie and whether or not you think there's too much seasoning is is up for debate, but like it basically enhances them. And I think this is, this is going to be a reoccurring thing as we go through the entirety of the cuckoo where you, you kind of get what it is like to have the seasoning on its own because Annabelle is so scary, but what we're going to deal with is constantly people going like, Look at this beautiful doll. And it's a nightmare. Like, it's a nightmare (laughs) creature, hideous thing. And it would make sense if weirdos were picking it up. But relatively normal people are going like, oh, like, I love this doll. So It also
3: looks like an NBA player compared to her other dolls.
0: Which yeah, is great. Yeah, it's huge, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
3: like three feet taller than the rest of the dolls. Mm-hmm. And she's going, which is it's weird gorgeous. in the
0: set, too. Like, because yeah. there's the three that look like they're supposed yeah. to be together, but she's huge. Yeah. <laughs>
3: this she giant like... one is beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but, like, you, <laughs> have, so, so you have
1: Annabelle, which also would be an interesting plot point to learn. If you think, if you're watching the movie and, and you've seen it in The Conjuring, and you think that the doll is just a scary doll and they hadn't elaborated on it so much than finding out that like, it's not just a doll. It, it's a demon, it's, it's enhanced or whatever. But they gave up so much information about Annabelle to really enhance The Conjuring, that when you get into Annabelle, it's like what, it's like what you're talking about. It's like, you have to backtrack on those secrets because we already know everything about her, so it's not a reveal when a demon th- is what's controlling her. And you yeah, know? they like, conjured
2: a yeah. demon, and the demon's goal is to get a soul. The demon gets gets a soul at the end, but is still attached to the doll. Wouldn't it yeah. be? Wouldn't it have the soul now? So we've unleashed yeah. it on the world to do whatever the fuck it, it wants.
3: To the new soul, theoretically. Yeah,
1: yeah the uh, idea was that it attaches to the woman's soul as she's falling. I, oh, demon is now realized, splat on the ground. Unfortunately, now I have to retreat back into the doll.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> know, know the right? that's what it was trying yeah. to do to Mia. Like he, he was thrilled with like when it said her soul, her soul, her soul. Mm-hmm. Your soul on the window. Like it, yeah. it was clear. Like you're gonna fucking kill yourself. I'm gonna get your soul, and then mm-hmm. I okay, guess yeah. you're gonna burn in hell or help me fuel my hellish desires and things while mm-hmm. I. Fucking go chill in the thrift shop. <laughs> yeah,
4: it's, it's disappointing too because it was a little convoluted for me as well. When when we you see the Manson family um, disciple like yeah. bleeding into the doll, I was like, oh, she's gonna. It's gonna be like Child's Play, right? Yeah. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. remember the original Child's mm-hmm. where he yeah. does the voodoo like Spock remember kind of thing mm-hmm. to the doll and then puts his soul in it and then forever he's just like if they melt it down and make it into another doll, it's like he's a fucking Chucky. I don't know how they explain two and three. I didn't watch him because Child's Play one terrified <laughs> me so badly <laughs> that I will never watch another Child's it's Play. Great. Um, So I thought this was going to be that, where this person was like, that was the whole point of their cult, was that they were like, they could do these crazy shit. And I guess it kind of wasn't a roundabout way. I just felt it was unnecessary.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it's because there was already too many bullet points in the story of Annabelle, I think is what the problem was.
4: I'm curious though. I'm curious because normally I'm I'm always kind of against prequels that go back and explain elements from movies that I liked because I always feel like you know the old the old kind of concept of like the more you know about some of these smaller mm-hmm. characters the less interesting they are because your mind kind of fills in the gaps in a creative way. In this one, I didn't necessarily feel that because I was like, oh, we're dealing with horror, so that means that they. I don't necessarily know that any of these people have to survive. They weren't in the next movie and we can pretty much do whatever we want in this. Uh, I just think they kind of dropped the ball because at the end of the day, I, I really do. And I was joking around with the hour and 44 runtime, but I really do think it, this movie would have been a lot better if they had just paced it way better and cut a lot sure. of the stuff out of it mm-hmm. because there's so many moments where I was like, wait, she's taking a kid for a walk. What's the point of the mm-hmm. scene? Oh, she's doing oh, this. Man. What's the point of the scene? When Are they back? Had, fucking th- what's, what's happening? When,
1: when she had the little baby carriage, and then she's like, "I'm gonna tie my shoe." And then the yeah. baby carriage goes out into the street and gets hit by a <laughs> Mack truck. Except then she's magically holding the baby. I'm like, "No, she didn't have the baby in that last shot. No, you were lying to not. me. That's not how scares yeah. work." So, it's it's also, cheating. they
4: totally stole that from Ghostbusters too, which was thank well, you, Scaris Nick. Ripping, thank shit you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> ripping, right? yeah, exactly. This movie, yeah. movie is a mix of Child's Play and Ghostbusters too. I hate <laughs> it. I think
3: it, it feels like it establishes a lot more tension and atmosphere than it actually does. Mm-hmm. I think it thinks and, that it's it's building this, but it's not. It's, it's loud.
0: Just, yeah. It's just loud at yeah. all times, and it's just like there's these bombastic noises that like noises are scary, but it's not mm-hmm. because the movie's scary. It's like that's like so, the, to me that is like the the biggest crime that a horror movie can commit is well, I guess the worst thing is just not being scary at all. But this mm-hmm. just like it doesn't ever feel earned, and like uh, it's so convoluted that by the end of it, I have no real idea about <laughs> how that. Tro- and, the transfer process happened. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, I know a transfer process happened, but like, all right, she's a demon. Cool. And, mm-hmm.
4: and that's the thing too, right? Is in The Conjuring, The Conjuring had some faults, right? I think it was a bit yeah. longer. And I think that there was – it kind of had a lot of yeah, characters. And I was like, why do we have this many kids? We could have just he's paired this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, what The Conjuring did right was whatever horror movie needs to do. I have to care about the characters. I have to care about their safety. And For in sure. this one, I, and it's not – I can't put my finger on it. It's not the actress's fault in this one, whose name is Annabelle as well, right? Annabelle Walls. She yeah, yeah. She's a capable actress. I just think it's the way the movie is shot and edited. And I don't mean lit, but I just mean like some of the shots are using like this weird, they're just doing a lot of pan, panning around rooms and stuff like that. And it kind of feels cheap. Uh, and then the editing is just, it's just off tonal, like pacing wise. Like a perfect example is that moment where she's about to stab her finger. I think it, I don't, I can't. I can't put my finger on it, uh, but yeah. I think it just they just cut back to it one too many times or they needed one more beat yeah. in there. A well, lot of the scenes I'll, play out like that.
3: To, to what you said about this couple, like, are we rooting for them?
0: I'm for the I, husband to fall off a fucking truck. I wasn't rooting for her and the baby. Like, I, I, I actually it. feel like I cared about them more than I did about a lot from the, a lot of the conjuring people. But that's just because the conjuring one had 10,000 kids. That was like heart, like you cared so for the cool. family, but like, did you really?
1: Yeah. I, I see an interesting difference, though, is that it seems like Mia endured things pretty terribly for a really long time, and like, you could say that maybe there's some sort of postpartum kind of like theme or parallel that they were trying to draw there with her relationship with their child and being alone with their child and everything like that. But by the end of The Conjuring, the the wife in that movie looked like she had been through yeah. shit. Like but she looked shit like she had been through shit. And Mia in the very last scene of this movie is dressed like a, a model from a calendar in like like everything she endures, she looks fucking great. Like, you know, which yeah. is testament to her, but it also makes me feel like maybe she isn't really dealing with all that. Like maybe she's not really coming apart
2: at the seams like the movie wants me to think she is because she looks fine it's yeah, back to what you were talking yeah. about earlier i feel like that what they're driving for is that postpartum thing and is trying to play with is it in our head and i mean we know it's not obviously we know what movie we we, we rented mm-hmm. and what fuck it, it plays <laughs> into but I, I we're trying to be more like john right of is it in your head is this a mental thing is this a postpartum thing are you exaggerating kind of thing but i'm with you of like it just doesn't play mm-hmm.
4: yeah yeah i mean for me it's interesting because whenever you whenever you um put something in that time period my immediate thought goes okay we're going to deal with themes of like what 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 it means to be a woman and not work and just have to be a mother and be trapped in this environment and they don't really i don't think the husband ever is established enough as a character to 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 have me feel that theme. Nor do I think that was necessarily uh, what they were going for. I think they were kind of leaning into the postpartum. But I would have liked it a little bit more if it was a little bit of a meta commentary on like he's always going away to work and he's doing this, and I'm stuck with this kid, and the and this terror is a metaphor for what I'm going through as as a, the first time mother or whatever or or uh, you know a female in this time period. But I just think the movie didn't want to do any of that stuff. I think instead it was yeah. it was just happy to to you just go to for be, the cheap scares and try to hit a running time that was respectable.
2: So mm-hmm. You have to be looking for that kind of thing. And by the way, if I can say, I love how we're discussing this film and actually picking it apart. You know what I mean? Usually, I don't James and Elise. I usually do this show with other people. Uh, they'll remain nameless, but they're clowns, and I have <laughs> to recap the whole thing. I'm Sandy. It's Andy. It's Andy. Mm-hmm. It's Andy. Uh, but no, like, those moments are in there. But it's also what you're talking about of like it, it, I think Conjuring did such a great job of being like. This is the year we're in. This is what's happening. Like, and it's right. it's. This is obviously a time capsule as well. But they don't drive it home as much. But if you're looking for it, there is the way John will be dismissive, or like how uh, when the detective sits down, played by Eric Layden, of course, Cole McGrath, and in Infamous too, uh, wow. when he sits down and starts talking, watch him on Up at Noon, <laughs> IGN.com. <laughs> I don't remember what <laughs> year that was, but I had him on. <laughs> um, when he sits down and talks to her, right? Like uh, uh, Mia asks a question. And, like, he doesn't answer. It. He looks to John, and John's like, you mm-hmm. can tell her. And it's like, it, that is there, because yeah. we've mm-hmm. been talking about in the house going into the movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, your, you know, of course they are not going to trust this woman. Of course you're going to tell her to bed rest, blah, blah, blah. And it was that thing of, like, all of those moments are there, but you have to, they don't drive it home. as like, this is mm-hmm. a real thing happening. Back it's to it's a toe-in,
4: right? Where, he has, a, he has yeah. a toe in it, and then he's a cool guy. And the next time, he's like, oh, it's totally okay. Mm-hmm. To me, I think you get a real good sense of where the characters are at in The Conjuring, where it's like, they're destitute. And his dad's yeah. a trucker and he's, he's trying trucking. to be a good dad, but they're not Clearly. in a good place. Yeah. And they're they're stuck in this situation. And for me, that's terrifying because at the end of the day, they can't leave. Right. Mm-hmm. They can't leave this house. I mean, granted, we've, we learned that even if they were to leave it, the thing would draw them back or not let them leave. But in the first and second actor in the setup, which is always the most fun, like I don't feel anything for this wife. And I don't know who she is because she's just so one dimensional as a character to me. Um, and again, the actress does a great job of emoting terror and like being in the scene, but I just don't care about her and I don't care about her husband, and I don't really yeah. I'm like, fucking leave with all it, and move you cross coming a that doctor that's, that's the it's thing, I don't
1: I don't think then the movie builds. That's the problem. Like it goes back to there's house, there's apartment, and it builds Towards house, which culminates in what would have been a pretty cool climax of the house is on fire. She's trying to escape the fire. Some neighbors are haunting her because like, they're
4: dead. They or something like terrible. There, thing, there you know? are
1: bits and pieces in it, and then they've also even thrown out the doll by this point, right? Right. And then and then and then it goes boom, Pasadena. Like it even has like big big white <laughs> letters, like, Pasadena. Which okay, sure. And now they're in Scary. a completely new place, and they reset everything where the doll re-shows
2: up and she's cool with it. You know what? Right? No. You're right. Yeah. He was did. right. It's only the bad memories. Like, wait, what? He's like, uh, I threw it in the trash. Covered in blood. <laughs> it looks like yeah. her hair has the blood of your attackers in it. Yeah. yeah,
4: I want whatever pill that the doctor gave this wife to just be chill about this whole situation. <laughs> because, man, let me tell you, if you're sitting in a fucking your house and the Manson family comes in to kill you, that's shit that's going to make you different forever. And then yeah. if for the next two months you get fucking haunted by a demon, you, and I think at least you nailed it. Like By the end of it, she's just like, guys, that was yesterday. <laughs> Today, I look fantastic. Look at me. Yeah, I look yeah. great.
2: Let's go While to the here, I think One of the things that I think is the saddest thing about it is that I do think they gamble away such a strong beginning. Where I do the think that good. like even the establishment of them at church pl- thumb wrestling... Set Mm -hmm. it up as like, oh, you know, they they love each other, and they're not in this weird relationship of like power dynamics. They're they're having fun. They're equals. The people next to them, their neighbors, who turn out right, are like smile when they see that they they Mm -hmm. you know I'm pulling obviously, but they see themselves in that this young love and you know expecting a child, and so to get off of to go from that into the house, they have the argument again where it's like I I I have had shades of that argument with other people and other relationships, right? Where you're. Ah, uh, you're fucking up about something else, and you say the wrong thing, and you walk in there, and you try to make it good, but like, even then, it's like he, they start getting into hormones. You're like, mm, I don't know about that, but anyways, it's like we said though. Then the you know the murder across the I know what's wrong movie.
4: with you. You're a woman.
2: Exactly <laughs> <terrible. laughs> Dad leaves the room. You know the wife. We get it from the wife's perspective, watching it from afar. And then that fucking blood splatter against the wall. The Ugh. dude jumps on the wife. The scream. It's uh, all great. Black. Then him coming out covered in blood, them going in, her making the call, her her going to a room to get her her, uh, thing. And she's I I like your dolls. And she turns around. You see the dude Mm -hmm. come out. And when she she gets stabbed, right, I literally went to the couch like this. And Jen's like, oh, man, you really don't remember this movie, do you? Mm -hmm. And then back to what we said, that, that entire opening, I think, is so strong and sets up such a cool premise that then, yes, is immediately gambled away by all right, we're going to stay in the house, and the doll isn't bad, and then all the stupid things we're saying of you yeah. jumping. Yeah. Well, there,
0: was well, no, also, there was no saving the rest of the movie, but cool. you could save a lot of money by using Honey. Ladies and gentlemen, these days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping that we really do. That's where Honey comes in. Uh, it's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them when you check it out. It works on pretty much any website you've ever bought anything or plans to buy anything on, whether it's Best Buy or Etsy. Everywhere you go, you're saving money. You don't even need to do anything. I've saved hundreds, if not thousands of dollars using Honey over the last couple of years. Uh, all you gotta do, wait a few seconds once you have it installed in your browser. When you're checking out, you hit a button, it searches it for you, it applies them, you're saving money. It really is that simple. If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. Uh, it's free and works with whatever browser you use. You can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash morning. It's absolutely free, joinhoney.com slash morning. Uh, thanks, honey, for supporting today's episode. And also, shout out to Bespoke Post and their Box of Awesome. This fall, as you get back into the swing of things, Bespoke Post has brand new seasonal Box of Awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. Uh, recently, Joey got this uh, Weekender bag that she just used to go travel to see her mom. So that was really helpful. Kevin just got a whole bunch of hue lights for his bathroom. It's looking fantastic. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month, no matter what you're into. Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Uh, To get started, you take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. It's free to sign up. You can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only $45 but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter code MORNING at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code MORNING.
2: I love Evelyn. I hate how she's used in this movie. That's another weak point mm-hmm. to this, right? Where I, and I know we already kind of talked about it, but since we're just getting all over this, and I love it, like so lazy her introduction because it is set up like she's not supposed to be there, right? Even mm-hmm. at one point, she even like slides by them to get into the lobby as mm-hmm. if to set up that she's going to be more involved with this mm-hmm. than she is. And then, yeah, she just has all the answers. I like Father Perez's – I like that actor. Uh, Shout out to Jedi Fallen Order. He's in uh, that. I like that actor, and I think he does a good job here. And I thought, again, like even though it's entirely disjointed, and doesn't play. I enjoyed his conversation uh, with John and Mia about the doll. I enjoyed him taking away the doll. And I – you know, when he puts it in the car and then puts it in the back seat, those are like the moments of tension, right? The movie Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like it's building to a giant climax. But see, that scene and scenes like it, I feel like, do you yeah. have those moments of like, oh, what's what's Annabelle going to yeah. do?
4: But again, the yeah. missed opportunity with that car shot, right? A perfect mm-hmm. example is like, he's going to put it yeah. in. Here's what we're going to do. He's going to look in the rearview mirror, no. rear mirror, see the doll. Look in the rearview mirror, see the doll. Look in the rearview mirror, where's demon. the fucking doll? Gone, no. right? Or demon or something else. Yeah. But no. Distressed. But
1: that's, yeah. So that's, that's I think, a thing about this movie, which is why it may be so frustrating, is because it understands the tropes. It chooses to defy them, Right. So you would think that scene. I all of us. I've seen the movie before. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, something happens in the car. I know he ends up in the hospital. Something happens in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but then he, if the car ride's fine, and but the thing is, if you're going to do that, then you have to do something bigger.
4: Yeah, right. You than have the to. Trope. You're absolutely right. Yeah,
1: and so so the, a lot of this movie is, we hey, we know you know the tropes. We know them too. So we're going to defy them. But do something that's ultimately less scary than what the trope would have been. So Instead like he's like, them. he's like, all right, I got the doll. I'm gonna go in the ki- uh, go in the church now. I he walks in the church it, uh... and then gets springed out onto the side. It's like an action movie thing. Yeah, there's I a love couple. And, and and it,
3: Annabelle it, was hanging on the front of the windshield.
4: Yeah,
1: <laughs> in front of him. <laughs> 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 so, yeah,
4: yeah. I think there, and I think there's some of the again going back to the way this was shot. I think they just either ran out of time or ran out of budget. But there's a lot of shots where things play out in a wide shot, and sometimes that can be really scary, right? If they have you have a character that's yeah. looking one direction and in the background you just see something like walk by sometimes that can be cool and this one there's moments where you're just supposed to be terror you're just supposed to be so mm-hmm. scared when this clearly someone's pushing it from behind the mm-hmm. curtain uh, the, the stroller pops out and mm-hmm. then just stops, and she, and the woman, the actress, is like, "Oh my God, a stroller. I'd be like, "Is there someone back there? What's happening?" <laughs> I mean, they um, do
3: they do succeed in that. I think at the very beginning, when she's in bed, and then you see the Manson well, follower in the background.
0: Absolutely, I that's think that's great. I think they that's they execute on
3: that mm-hmm. perfectly. It's it's really think, creepy.
0: The there's a couple of wide shots that I really like that uh throughout the movie. It's, they're usually tied to uh, the multiple times where there's like something with sound introduced that, like, whether it's the popcorn, whether it's the record it's player, or the. Like, <laughs> there you go. Uh, but the record player scene, you're just in a wide of this room for a long time as the, the you know record's going, and when it, when things start and stop and all that, you if you're watching it and you're paying attention to random stuff, you see shadows, you see things moving in reflections, and it's like it's pretty cool and like that stuff is scary cuz there's nothing scary about just this wide bright room mm-hmm. until you see things moving that aren't supposed to. But then it's like for every time they do that right there's moments like what you're talking about Nick where it's just kind of like they never hit that high. They never right. really like get you where they need to and sometimes it just feels distracting as a like you're like wait did I see something there instead of being like what the fuck was that that I saw.
3: Mm-hmm. It, I think- it's tough because we're in like a post-Team America world where a doll running or doing anything could be, you, there's oh, a very fine line where this can be mm-hmm. very comical yep. as opposed yes. to scary, yeah. so it's, other- it's tough.
4: To be fair, the shot where she starts rising up and you see the doll, I was like, I'm not. This is not scare me at all. And then you kind of no. see the guy creep out behind. I was like, oh, that yeah. was cl- that was clever. But the it didn't demon,
2: for me. I just fucking, I I don't love the idea of the demon. I wish it was more of Annabelle, the woman whose blood goes into the doll. The cool. and, right like, again, well, too much child's play. But I I do love the demon. Like I said, in the basement, the you know Tim's talking about that tension of her hitting the button, the doors closing, opening, closing, and opening, and then even when. She's going up those stairs, right? And you see the hand. And then when she finally stops and looks back and you see it down, just mm-hmm. waiting. And like, it doesn't do the scurry up and come at you. Like we're talking about tropes, what you'd expect. It just mm-hmm. sits there and watches. I was like, that's fucking creepy. Yeah.
4: I will say this though. The one disappointing thing for me, well, not the one disappointing thing, but one of the biggest disappointment was that, you know, when you're dealing with a doll, and again, we're talking about tropes, there's always in the first act and probably halfway through the second act, you're never sure if the doll is possessed or if someone's fucking with the main character. And that to me, like when we even when we started with Conjuring where the characters are like, we didn't like it would just move a little bit here and there. We thought we were paranoid and that and stuff. I would have liked to have seen that play out more and not be sure if the cult was behind this or not. Sure. But, like, but right off the bat, we're like, no this thing's possessed and we know it and it never really does anything otherwise. Like We're never really kind of, there's no red herrings. We just know that this thing is fucking with her. Mm-hmm. Um, the only, I guess the only red herring they kind of try to introduce is that sort of like, that misogynistic, like, you're just suffering from postpartum depression. that demissiveness. Mm-hmm. But again, they didn't commit enough to that for me to really question whether or not this was happening in her brain. I, totally. And also, it's, it's hard not to, because you already fucking know we have a whole movie beforehand that sets up how terribly demonic this doll is. So a lot of that, uh, a lot of that suspense is immediately taken away.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, to me, to me, the biggest issue of it is the Evelyn character at the end where her sacrifice and all that stuff, all of that should have been cool. All of that should have been like an actual great third act and a great ending that ties it all together and it is just not because it just isn't set up correctly it's not earned at all and it's just so disappointing and like it, it makes me a little bit trepidatious about the future of this here conjuring cinematic oh, universe man. having not you seen think- any oh. other ones except for conjuring 2
3: well i i will say without spoiling anything i am glad that we got this one out of the way at the beginning
0: okay that's good. glad
3: we're done with annabelle
4: i, I agree because yeah. the next one is even worse Next one's conjuring 2.
1: <laughs> yeah, conjuring so. oh, 2. Yeah. Is next. This is a We're work. back on the back on the highway. Um but yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Want to do uh, want to do a little bit of a haiku and review, greg
2: I know at least things that song. At
0: least things a song. Thank you.
2: Seven
3: syllables in the middle five of the first and last lines. Mm-hmm. If you have to win it
2: don't need to spin it. I- Haikus <laughs> don't need to <the> line. Haiku. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Andy' is gonna hate me now because he thinks
3: that I'm making fun of no.
0: his song. No. no, you, I'm you trying are trying to make though. fun of
3: myself.
0: His <laughs> song's stupid. I forgot uh, well, to clap
3: too. Fuck. Fuck.
0: You. You can go to Patreon.com/slash/KindOfFunny to write your review in haiku form, uh, just like Pizza Bagel did, and it's very on theme for this because he just says, "Andy, what happened?" He's not on in review. Now he's Andy Bell. So, someone, <laughs> please Photoshop Andy's face on oh, Annabelle and nice. send it to him. All right. yeah. <laughs> it's too, too bad long that long Halloween's
4: long. ruined this year by COVID-19 because Andy dressing up as
0: Annabelle would be fucking great. Be do, we, do we need
4: to check in on Andy at all?
0: <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It. We do. I yeah. wonder what, what his thoughts are on Annabelle because uh, he, he must be back the, from RTX by now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. RTX is over. It's over. It was a long one, but it's over now. Let's check it out. Hi, everybody. Uh, It's me, Andy, again. Sorry I couldn't be there for this episode um, of Annabelle, but uh, my car ran out of gas. Um, So I hope you all had a good time watching it. Wish I could have been there. Um, Again, I'm going to look through the Wikipedia, try to find what I think is the scariest part in the movie. There's a lot of really disturbing things, but one of them that really sticks out to me, Mia gives birth to a healthy baby girl. That sounds like a nightmare right now. Like, I don't, I wouldn't, you know, you got to feed the baby. You got to take it to basketball practice. And oof, that's just, there's a, it's a lot of responsibility. So I'd, I'd say that is the scariest part for me so far. Um, I, looking forward to next week for the next movie. I think it's Conjuring 2. Have a good week, everybody. He's such a fuck.
3: You're not, I mean. not wrong. I don't want to, have to take, teach a kid how to hoop
0: maybe mm-hmm. um, a, a basketball it's practice that's
2: yeah you don't oh, want yeah. to pass wrong oh. and the baby's hurt now speaking of which that jogged my memory though of a scene we didn't talk about and I wish they would have committed I wish Mia would have killed the baby when she starts beating the hell out of oh. Annabelle and then throws that's it good. down and it turns into the baby whose name is escaping me Leah, <laughs> Leah. Leah. When, it turns, when Mia's baby Leah turns into when Annabelle turns into Leah like I wish I think that would have been such a cool that fucking
3: that would have been way some
2: Guillermo del Toro level stuff. I know, right? Commit, guys. Again,
1: it feels like good ideas. Two good ideas swirling separately, creating a whirlpool of bad, right? (laughs) So, like, like, I mean, Greg, you were talking, I, I hadn't even thought of it, but you were talking about, like, the other, the neighbors, and how they were, like, looking on and, like, the two, they were, like, mirror images of each other. It's like, this is what you could be in 20 or 30 years or whatever, right? Yeah. And then their child returns to kill them, which is like kind of a terrifying thing for a new parent to confront, right? Yeah, that's a movie like dealing her dealing with that trauma and going like, how do I? I'm gonna be a parent. How do I know that my child isn't going to kill me? Some like it's how are the things that I do, and it's this trauma like building off that trauma. That is one movie. But then she has the baby, they move to Pasadena, and they abandon basically all of that to what is kind of the postpartum depression movie, which is her alone in this apartment, with this child, doing basically nothing, seeing nobody, like, and then how does that kind of come to climax for her? And it could be in her, like, killing her child, right? Like, that's another movie. It's like she's being pulled towards this fate, which is horrific and scary, except neither of those are fully realized and they 100%. just have good scenes from each. It's like the beginning of one movie yeah. and the end of another. I just get if, so
3: upset when I think about Alfred Woodard's character, Evelyn, sacrificing herself. It just makes me so upset when I think about it because it. there's no motivation and also she describes her own relationship with her She just met deceased. these
4: people like three she just weeks met ago. These yeah. And
3: she has her own deceased child and now that you have some sort of inkling that there's an afterlife, wouldn't you want to be reunited with your own child instead of being tied yeah. to a demonic soul
2: for all eternity mm-hmm. like, but again that's i, what, I see, just see that's what she ignores and what the movie ignores It is upset that, me so much like the sacrifice of this soul isn't that cool you're dead and now you're going to heaven it's like no now you're tied up with this fucking demon this demon mm-hmm. has your soul you're not gonna see your daughter and that's why yeah it's such a frustrating plot point and such a lazy out of the movie where it yeah. feels like, you know, they, when you're a kid and you're, you're making a movie with your friends and you look at the tape and you're like, <laughs> shit, guys, we only got seven minutes left. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, uh, drop what the original ending was going to be. We need to be It was it all end. a dream. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> right?
0: God. Yeah. Let's do a little ragu bagu, Greg.
2: All right, we're still in the podcast within a podcast within a podcast. That is ragu cuckoo. Okay. Uh, so we said the best scare. I agree with James, and I think nobody would argue. My favorite scare in this movie was, in fact, yeah, the little girl pitter-pattering, you know, down the hallway. We go down. We see her. She runs at you. Doorbell. It's crazy. It's Annabelle uh, who's dead or whatever, screaming, jumps on her. Since we didn't, before we get to best beastie, we do have to still rank the best scare from Conjuring Part One, the original. Mm-hmm. We didn't do that. I I, I would bring to the table Bathsheba when she jumps off the top of the wardrobe onto the girl when they're like what She looks. the camera pans up and I talked about that last week does anybody have a different Conjuring 1 scare they want to put on here and these aren't ranking these these are just Mm -hmm. every movie we pick one
3: I do only because I admire so much its simplicity and the practicality of how it was done it's the hand when the the mother has her back um, she's on the staircase in the basement and she has her back to the door and the hands just reach out it's just so simple and so well done. I mm-hmm. I love it so much.
4: I'll, it's a great point. The the one for me though is the one in the bedroom where the the other sister's like, "What the fuck are you talking?" And then the door closes, and I was like,
0: oh, "They're both gonna die." Yeah, yeah that's yeah, great yeah.
4: too. That one that one got me.
0: Yeah, the clap though is just so. I mean, it's iconic, and it, it's even though I've seen the movie, it's still scary. That's like fair. you know sure. it's coming. Like they build up so long in the stupid clapping game, and then yeah. it, it happens. You're just like, they are so fucked. Also- like, you feel like they're screwed like you feel like yeah. once that happens there's no way they're getting out of this
1: there's no also like just in terms of like just breaking down what it is it's just hands clapping mm-hmm. right
2: yeah. yeah and so the <laughs> from, fact a that it, from a wall from a wall yeah
1: yeah but for the fact that that's scary is so yeah. is like really impressive to me i think that like because like I, I, I i'm probably more alarmed by the bathsheba uh jumping off the top of the wardrobe but that does require someone in makeup, yep. a really a scary rank. monster, something coming yeah. at you. Like, it it, it, it causes a, a reaction, like if someone s- snaps their fingers in your face or whatever. The clapping is so slow. It's just like, hands, clap, clap. and then. It, it, but it's like, I don't know. It's in, just so good.
3: In terms of haunting imagery, the corpse hanging from the tree that's just gently s- rotating. Sure. At the at the you know uh, uh, head uh, eye line of um what's her face uh the Vera Warren um that's like that's pre- I I love that because there's no it's no there's no jump scare there's she doesn't even really react to it per se it just mm-hmm. kind of exists yeah. and it's haunting so and the I, music's like, really great. <laughs> like
0: mm-hmm. yeah. well my my favorite thing with horror movies and the scariest thing is when it could really happen. Like when there's imagery or when there's things around like that are going on that it's like that could be real. Like that's when it's scariest. And that's why a lot of the demons jumping around and stuff. It's scary, but that it reminds me of Annabelle scares where it's like okay, it's loud and there's a thing, but it's like I like what you're talking about. At least just like seeing this like thing hanging that only some people can see. Like,
1: well, if we're talking about realism scares, then I the scariest part for me is the fact that someone had to foreclose on that house before the other family could get it and that place (laughs) was a dump imagine not being able to afford that five (laughs) daughters the harsh realities of real estate in this country is really the scariest aspect of this whole movie
2: okay so then best scares unranked number one is the fucking clap from conjuring and then number two from annabelle is the girl going crazy running through the doorway best beastie though is where we have an actual conversation to have maybe where of course bathsheba is default number one this isn't why we didn't do it last time around from the conjuring because we only had one now however we have annabelle's demon is what i put on here they're one of the same but it is the demons doing all the work outside of the murderers in the front right because once they're dead the demons just they conjured the demon and he's just using their imagery to fuck with people
0: greg i want you to know that uh because i'm just trying to keep track of this but for my ragu bagu I have Bethesda down as number one. And I was mm-hmm. like, what the? I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, for That's going Shiba, to Microsoft. Like the- <laughs> for going
2: Microsoft, they are indeed Ty the worst bad guy in and the cuckoo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, and demon is number two. Yeah.
2: Bathsheba's like,
0: off. Yeah, I, mean, and,
2: and I think
1: Bathsheba's and, and Bath and real scary.
0: And, and just Ademail's is just inconsistent. Like, I just feel like I wish there were some rules that were just cared about a little bit more in this movie. Because it's just like, I don't know, by the end of it, I'm just like, all right, like, I'm excited for a Conjuring 2. I'm not excited for an Annabelle 2. Well,
1: we'll Good see point. when we get there. We'll see when we cross
2: that.
0: We'll see. Like, when we cross we'll that see. bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Ranking those guys. Right, Greg? Yep. That's it. That's it. And Rank then cuckoo. now ranking the movies. Number one, obviously, we have the Conjuring. Does anyone think that there's a <laughs> chance? That that no. No way. Anyone
1: in the back. Anyone have
0: anything <laughs> they want to say? There we go. Annabelle, yeah, no. number two. Next week we are doing The Conjuring Two, uh, so get ready for that.
1: So excited! Yeah, we're I'm excited so to just cool. watch it again.
0: Thank you guys for committing to this again, James oh, and Elise. Thank, you thank guys are for the best. It's
3: our pleasure. I love. I'm love that we're watching all these movies. Mm-hmm. So excited. Great. Yeah.
0: Until next time.
4: Seven syllables here in the syllabus. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can someone do an edit with Elise's doing the the haiku, but then the clapping is the conjuring clap? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: Andy.